Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marsley. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marsley. Thanks for joining us again this week. Today, we are talking about being brave, but maybe not in the way that you might think. Uh, Often when you're blind, people, random strangers will tell you how brave you are. And uh, I think they think that they're paying us a compliment. And maybe some people take it as a compliment. Uh, I usually don't. (laughs) So I wanted to have this conversation with some other folks who will also have some opinions about being brave. So before we get into our conversation, though, I just want to make it clear that we are three individuals with our own opinions. We are certainly not representing all people who are blind or partially sighted. And that is what is beautiful about the blind community is that we are a diverse group of people with different feelings and beliefs about our blindness and about this topic for sure. So with me today is Keisha and Nika. Welcome back to the podcast. Why, thank you. (laughs) Lovely to be back. I guess I'd love to start by just asking you both, uh, how often do people tell you you're brave? Um, a lot. Um, and it's, it can be anyone. It could be people walking down the street, um, the guy next to me on the bus, uh, like it could be, a you know, a teacher at school. It could be a, like a family friend. It, it could literally be anyone. And and they go about it in different ways. And it could be someone that I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, over the years, I've come t- to realize that it, it can be presented in a certain way. And I'm like, so I started to read the clues like, okay, this person might be the kind of person that might think I'm kind of a brave, brave. but sometimes I'm blindsided by like, uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> um, <laughs> by like, by somebody who I was like, oh, wait. I thought maybe you wouldn't think I like, I thought maybe you would be a different kind of person who might not like see that as a brave thing. When I say this, it's usually when I do something that I don't think was particularly brave, that I think was an everyday task or uh, just getting the job done or, you know, living my life um, in a fairly normal way. Nika, how about you? Pretty similar to Keisha, probably at this point, almost on a weekly basis, basically, um, kind of when I go out, just, you know, the barista at Starbucks or someone on the street or a prof or just anyone on my university campus kind of will tell me I'm brave for doing just normal, kind of your average run of the mill, typical young adult things. Um, And then also a lot of times extended family or family friends have told me I'm brave. And in those situations, it's hard because a lot of times they'll tell me you're so brave for doing a dance performance because they have like terrible stage fright. So Mm. they're not really saying I'm brave for just an ordinary task. They're saying I'm brave because I'm doing something that they themselves are terrified of doing. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I think the the reason they think we're brave is related to that too. So there's like, sometimes it's maybe not offensive because it is a scary thing for all people, but sometimes it's a thing. Like if you're walking down the street and a random stranger passes you and says, Oh, you're so brave because they're imagining (laughs) that if they were blind, it would be terrifying to walk down the street. Right. So Mm. they are comparing it to themselves, but their experience is not the same as yours because they have no experience walking down the street without vision and you have lots of experience well and they're imagining like like that um that they they're losing their sight right now Mm -hmm. and they're like oh my goodness like what would i ever do they're not considering that um the years and years of orientation and mobility training the years and years of time that we've had or it may be um that we may have had to adjust depending Mm -hmm. on our on our vision context um, and like all of these other factors that we've had that, you know, where we're just like, oh yeah, no, I mean, walking down the street is, is just a normal thing. And then they're like, but like, if I lost my sight and they're, they're probably not even thinking they have a cane. Like they're probably in their mind, like stumbling, <laughs> like into the void uh, getting hit immediately by a truck. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I try to see that perspective, but it just gets wearing after a while. <laughs> Well, I mean, the person on the bus who you're sitting beside, who tells you you're so brave, what, yeah. for sitting on a bus? Like, and you know, okay, that's my, not... my, ta- my neighborhood's kind of sketchy. So, well, no, but I've had that. I've had that. It's always at a bus stop. It's often at a bus stop that somebody tells me I'm so brave and I'm just standing waiting for the bus. And I know it's not necessarily in this moment standing for the bus or waiting for the bus. That's the scary part. It's the, the fact that I got there at all, right? Like getting to the bus stop Yeah. Um, that they're thinking is brave, but mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's usually strangers who say this to me. And I actually do think I'm brave um, for some of the things that I've done in my life, but they don't know those things. They're only going on the fact that I'm blind. That's the only thing they know about me, that I am blind and that I am taking transit today or mm-hmm. walking down the sidewalk today. And they're telling me that I'm so brave. It's like, well, and, and for me personally, um, sorry to butt in again, but I, I feel like the, I, I don't know, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, it's like, um, the reason why I find it can be offensive or it can be wearing is because I often find that it kind of ties into a belief that some people may have. Um, and, and some people I really do, like they, they will say you're brave for things that I feel are, I am brave for, but for those who are just saying you're brave for putting your pants on or walking down the street or whatever, Um, or like getting to point A to point B. Um, For me, it just feels like they have a deep underestimation of my capabilities. If, um, if they think that I can't, you know, they think that it's astounding that I can take a bus or something like that, because I, there's so much more that I am capable of. And I just feel like I don't, like, I don't think that's amazing. So therefore, like, I don't want you to draw your expectations from this. Exactly. That's exactly why I find it offensive because it's like your expectations of, of blindness are clearly 
very, very, very low. <laughs> if you think that this basic thing I'm doing takes courage, mm -hmm. but then I also want to recognize that there are people who are blind, who, you know, if, especially if you're newly blind or if you haven't yeah. had a lot of support in blindness related skills and independent living skills who might actually be afraid to do some of the things that we're referring to. So exactly. I, or like yeah. some people, even some sighted people like are scared of walking through, you know, walking downtown by themselves or doing things like that. And so like, if you're blind and you're already scared of that, like that's, that mm -hmm. is brave. Mm -hmm. I guess the, the thing is like, you're making assumptions about us without knowing us. So if you have a conversation with me and I tell you that I'm scared, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something I'm scared. Oh, well, I'm really scared of animals. So, you know, going to the zoo was kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know most of the animals are behind cages, pretty sure, but some might have escaped. You never know. <laughs> so let's say I'm telling you that I'm really afraid of animals. And then I say, and next week I'm going to the zoo. And you say, oh, you're so brave. I'm going to be like, yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, for average Joe, who's not afraid of animals, going to the zoo is not scary, right? Mm -hmm. So if, so if, if average Joe is told he's brave for going to the zoo, he's going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm just going to the zoo. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. It's all so like perspective based. It's so interesting. Yeah. What do you think, Nika? Yeah, I think context is definitely key. And I know that for me, because I was born with the same amount of vision that I have, everything that I do just kind of seems normal. So I'm kind of used to it. So I almost get really confused when people tell me that I'm brave because I'm kind of like, wait, it's easy, but then I kind of need to take a step back and realize that maybe a lot of people are viewing it through the lens of if I were to lose my vision right here, right now, I wouldn't be able to do what you do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think um, I would, I don't know the stats, but I think that blindness in childhood, I know that blindness in childhood is way more rare you know, if you, if you look at all the blind people, the majority lose their vision later on in life. So it's makes sense that, you know, sighted people would have the perspective of vision loss of losing vision and not really take into account somebody who's born blind, that this is just normal, right? It's like, if you've always walked down the sidewalk without being able to see, there's no bravery required <laughs> to do mm -hmm. it today 80 80 percent of uh disabilities are acquired um at after 18. Ooh, thank you for that yeah so mm -hmm. that's probably part of the equation here and maybe somebody yeah. who has an acquired vision loss is feeling that they are brave because they've faced the world with with full sight to a certain point and now they have to you know relearn everything and learn to do it without and that probably does require some bravery so yeah that's true that's definitely true so i mean just to put this in perspective i kind of wanted to ask you guys like what are some things that you've done that you feel required courage or bravery 
I mean, one thing that comes to mind is uh, I went to the BC Games earlier this year in July. And like, I kind of, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't really educated properly on like what para swimming events that um, blind swimmers can swim. So I was registered in different events that than I thought I would be swimming. And it turns out that one of the events that I swam was a 200 meter individual medley, which is basically doing all four strokes in a specific order. And I never swam that before ever in practice. Uh, and I was terrified. And I also wasn't used to diving. And I only learned how to dive properly maybe three weeks before the competition. Um, and I did swim it. I got a bronze medal and I was terrified, but I felt pretty good for actually doing it afterwards. I think for me, like some things that came to mind was like doing a theater, like performing for a live audience for like a theater production or like uh, go this going on a first date is pretty yes. scary. Yes. Um, or like recently I did a bungee jump and I was telling everybody that I felt like for the first time, like it was so scary and such a bucket list item and so cool. Like once it was done um, that I remember telling people, I was like, I actually feel like if someone said, wow, you were brave. I'd be like, yeah, I was, it was so crazy. Yeah. That's worthy of a, you're so brave. <laughs> there's, there's like the physically scary things. Um, but when I think about things I've done that are really scary, it's, it's the putting yourself out there things like, well, it was scary moving to England for six months, mm. not knowing yep. how I was going to get food or whether I would have any like friends or, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. what is my That's job going to be? How am I going to survive? Will I be lonely? But other times, like I, a few years ago, invited a bunch of moms in my neighborhood out for a birth. It was my birthday was coming up and I really like karaoke. And I just, I was like, I'm just going to invite these eight moms who I've met, who I don't know super well, but I have their email addresses and I'm going to invite them to come out to the pub in our neighborhood and do karaoke with me. And I remember like, writing the email and rewriting the email and rereading it and just like oh am I really gonna do this and then just like holding my breath and <gasps> sending the email and just like my heart's pounding and my yeah. hands are sweating and I'm just like okay and I I literally say to myself courage is being afraid and doing it anyway and I am I have courage and I do the thing and like that's just sending an email. <laughs> but it's still like a big social risk. Too. Right? Social things can almost be more scary. Like I yeah. remember the first time when I asked someone out and told them about my feelings, like my heart was in my chest. Like my friends were kind of like, like you need to do it. Like you're going to regret it if you don't. And I'm just like literally hyperventilating. So awkward. But it also like I felt so good for getting it off my chest. And I'm like, yes. I actually did it. I told this person how I feel. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. So like for it to be brave, you have to be afraid. 
And I'm not afraid to walk down the street. I'm not afraid to take the bus. I'm not afraid, you know, I don't know, to go out in the world. And, and I guess, so when people are saying to me, you're so brave, they're, they're assuming that those things scare me. Do, are, mm. do you think they are? Are they assuming that those are scary things for me just because they're scary things for them? I think a lot of it could be like projecting kind of like, oh, if I'm feeling this way, maybe you're feeling this way as well. Or maybe they're not even projecting, but just think they're like kind of giving a compliment like, oh, I could never, but you can. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's is probably like at the at the heart of what it is. Like, I don't think anybody's trying to belittle us. And the thing that frustrates me, I'm not sure if you two feel the same way, is that my disability is very much a visible disability. I go out with either my guide dog or my cane, and my eye condition also affects the way my eyes look. So it is very blatantly obvious that I'm blind. And sometimes I wonder and sometimes I think like 100% I would never be told that I'm brave for doing these things if my disability wasn't visible. Well, Mm. right. Okay. You mean like if people didn't know you had a disability at all? Typically like a sighted person never gets called brave for ordering coffee at Starbucks um, (laughs) or going to class or waiting at a bus stop. And sometimes I wonder if I was sighted or if my visual impairment was not as severe and I didn't need, and if my eyes looked different and if I didn't have a mobility device, sometimes I wonder if I would get less of those comments. I'm sure you would. Yeah. I'm sure that sighted people are not told they're brave standing at a bus stop or. Well, and and certainly there's a lot of invisible disabilities where like anxiety or different mental health conditions where it would be maybe it is super brave to go buy a coffee because there's a lot of anxiety involved in work walking through the crowd or something like it would be interesting to hear that perspective but definitely like yeah I guess it is so contextual hey well so that brings up a thought for me because going to a new place say a new coffee shop that I've never been to, um, does involve a lot of challenges Mm. that I have to problem solve, like finding the door to get inside and then finding the counter to order my coffee and then figuring out which way do I go to pick up my coffee and then finding a table if I want to sit down or maybe finding a lid or Mm. right. Like there's, there is actually a lot of, so it's not moving parts. Scary. It's not scary. It's, it's like complicated. <laughs> it requires work and thought and, and energy. And, and so sometimes I might choose not to, do I really like, how badly do I want a coffee? Um, over, or how much energy do I have to kind of, Oh, and then not, I didn't even mention like all the comments that I might get along the way from the other people in the coffee shop who, you know, might be overly helpful or not helpful or, you know, the person behind the counter who doesn't speak. So I'm not sure if they're there ready to take my order or like all that, those things too. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not really bravery. I mean, somebody might watch that encounter and think, Oh, you're so brave, but it's not, it's not like fear-based. It's not that I'm afraid to face any of that. It's just, it's just kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's like it it's almost like um this simple task that most people can do in like uh five minutes. It, 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 and maybe we do it in five minutes too sometimes, but it's like it just looks really like uh energy draining in a way because it's like oh there's so many levels to this, like there's so many things I might have to brace for in this encounter, or there's so many problems, tiny little problems I might have to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, that's, it just takes a lot of like executive thinking, like, yeah. And going back to what you were saying before Keisha about how like people can have invisible disabilities that mm-hmm. might make certain things challenging. Speaking from someone who also does have some of those invisible challenges um maybe sometimes I wouldn't mind so much if I was told I was brave for doing things if it wasn't about my blindness so maybe Ah. that like you have crippling social anxiety and you're going to a restaurant and going out with your friends I would be less I guess offended than if it was about my blindness or if someone says I think you're brave for going out um into the world even though you have like even though I have terrible depression and struggle a lot sometimes with that I don't think I would be as offended if it was for that reason yeah very interesting. and is that because it is scary and it does require bravery yeah so this is kind of hard for some people to grasp when I've tried explaining it to people in my life but like my mental health is a bigger challenge than my visual impairment Mm -hmm. so it is scary maybe because of those reasons but it has nothing to do with my vision or because one of my senses is severely impaired yeah I do get that because I when I think about like for me the the fear of rejection is pretty big so you know inviting those those moms to basically do you want to be my friend is basically what I was saying. Um, do you want to hang out with me socially was like, okay, they might just say no. And then I have to face that rejection or yeah. Like asking somebody out or any, like just putting yourself out there in any way where people could reject you is terrifying to me. So if somebody said to me, oh, that was really brave of you. Like, I feel like, yes, it was. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for validating how hard that was, right? Yeah. It's, it's not offensive at all. And, and Keisha, if I say to you, you're amazingly brave for bungee jumping, <laughs> you're like, how does that feel? How does that land? It feels really cool. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I can't even believe I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what aspects of blindness do you think require some courage or bravery? Like, what is it about being blind that is scary? Just the constant advocating. And I'm, I don't know, sometimes when I'm very emotional, I can be a confrontational person, but a lot of times I'm not. And advocating, especially to authority figures, Um, who are in a position of power over me is terrifying. And one thing since getting my guide dog, I've kind of noticed is I had to do a lot of advocating. um, And the biggest thing would be Uber denials, especially when I take them to swimming. Um, And it's, it's kind of terrifying, like having to basically tell someone that they're breaking the law and that I can 
like report them and you know I'm still trying to be like nice about it and cool and calm and collected level-headed uh, but it's kind of hard and then whenever there's a comeback like oh I have allergies or oh you have to get uber pet it is kind of scary having to explain the policy and explain like the policy to someone who actually works for this company um, and sometimes eventually like when they give up and sometimes let me in it's also kind of scary riding with the driver who doesn't want you there basically mm -hmm. um and just you know calling uber if i get cancellation fees and telling them about situations like that or um something that i'm dealing with now and i haven't really gotten over is that one of my professors uh touches my guide dog in class in harness um and plays with my dog all the time and I've I'm just scared because um like I don't want to get like a bad grade this person basically has like my future in their hands and I've kind of tried telling him to not touch my dog but just listening hasn't really like they're not listening and I don't really know what to do and um, I'm not, and I'm scared. And I know that you can make complaints about professors to, to accessibility and stuff like that. But it's just something, especially since he's an older authority figure that I'm just not comfortable doing. I think for me, like bracing myself, because there, there are days where I just would love nothing more than to just like pull my hoodie up and just like blend in. Mm -hmm. and just put my earbuds in enjoy the ride home from whatever my errands or you know when I was at school on the bus or just you know just be in my own head be by myself like you know enjoying the crowd around me but not necessarily being involved and um so for me like it sometimes it can take a lot of energy to brace for just what might happen <laughs> And when I step out that door, because when I step out of my house, I could be, maybe it'll be a smooth day and there won't be anything at all and all. And that's kind of unusual, but it's lovely when it happens. And it's just like, you get nice people saying hi or normal, you know, interactions. But usually it's like, there's a, there's a person, you know, being overly helpful and grabbing you on the street. There's somebody trying to pet your guide dog. There's people asking you questions. There's people making assumptions about you. There's like, you know, you know, maybe people kind of getting in your space, trying to ask you questions. There's denial, access denials. There's problems to solve. There's just so many things sometimes. And that can be really scary, like, or maybe stressful is the more the word. Um, just like just like because I ah, I just want I just want to get her done I just want to like go and <laughs> there's I mean don't we all <laughs> mm -hmm. and there's just like so many like and I, I try to be prepped for it so I can like either deal with it graciously or be strong enough to fight for my rights or advocate for myself but I mean it's we also have low energy days or low mental health days or whatever and so that can really impact like how I can deal with these things sometimes and that's really challenging um another thing that I find like 
yeah, I think that's, that's like a big one for me. Like, I think um, in my, like moving to a new place can be scary because then you're establishing like, um, where is my route to the, my nearest bus stop? Um, where is my grocery store? You know, I need to do O&M. I need to like do all these things to put this in place. And then what if I get lost while I'm learning how to do this? And then I look like I'm lost and then maybe someone's really nice and they're actually helpful and that's lovely. Or maybe they're running up and grabbing me and doing things and oof, yeah, I don't know. As you're describing the leaving your house and all the things that you have to brace yourself for. I feel like it's more like you're so strong might fit better than you're so <laughs> brave because we do have to like almost put on our armor before we go out and armor could be a smile or like just a, like the bracing yourself for what comments are going to come or what challenges are going to come or who's going to grab me in the next half an hour. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I think for me, what's scary, I'm kind of scared meeting new people Mm. that don't know that I'm blind and Mm. it's not, it's just this like, okay. You know, if, if you're in a, an environment where I don't have my cane, maybe I'm indoors, I'm at the office or I'm, I'm, at home, like in someone's home and I'm not, you know, just sitting there and people can't tell. And then there's kind of this awkwardness of like, how do I let them know? Or even if they can see the cane, it's like, how are they going to react to it? How are they going to treat me? Are they going to, um, be patronizing? Are they going to ignore me completely? Are they going to be cool about it? Are they going to ask me a million questions? Cause all of those things happen, And, and so you kind of like get your hopes up about meeting somebody new and then you, you kind of have to recognize that it, there's a good chance it won't go well. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know. I find that, I don't know if scary exactly is the right word, but it mean it means that when I'm in a situation where I'm going to meet new people, if I'm invited to a party, for example, where I don't know anybody, that's Mm -hmm. scary for me. That's a whole lot of people who could reject or, or talk down to me or ignore me. Mm -hmm. It's also a whole lot of people who could think I'm fantastic and connect with me. But in my experience, there's fewer of those moments that happen. Yeah. And and I often find like myself trying to be like precise and fast and um, like memorize things really quickly and do these things that I'm like, have the least amount of, of people thinking I need like help or whatever. Right. Uh, I think we, we kind of went into that a little bit with the asking for help podcast, plugging that guys. (laughs) 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 Um, Another thing I want to say that's kind of scary is like, I do love to try new sports and new kind of wild pursuits of physicality. And sometimes it can be scary, like judging, like, distances or like judging you know how how far down am I gonna drop when I do this cliff jump what's the water what's the water gonna be like when I paddle out today or or um how far away is is this hike is the summit of this hike like you know um that's usually it's there's ways to figure that out like if I'm if it's a if it's a descent then I'm maybe I'm dropping a rock to hear it hit the bottom or 
if it's like you know I can ask people like what is what's the terrain like but it can still be like a bit daunting to like be like okay well I know that the black diamond has this degree of slope but still how's it gonna feel to hurl myself down that yes oh you just reminded me of something when you said sports Mm -hmm. um pretty similar like when I did gymnastics probably a year and ago for a a year ago for a few months um I was terrified because I did gymnastics in elementary school and that kind of just didn't really end well um my school just wasn't very accommodating but then after watching the Olympics I always get rejuvenated to try gymnastics every time I watch the Olympics especially Simone Biles so I'm like I'm gonna try this and I'm kind of terrified of heights and one class my coach was like let's do the balance beam and I'm just kind of like I don't want to do the balance beam because this whole time we've been putting a beam on the ground for me to walk on. But this time she wanted me to go on the actual balance beam a few feet off the ground. And I was kind of trying to get out of it and weasel my way out of it. And she was kind of like called me out on it and was like, your blindness has nothing to do with you going on a balance beam. I'm not letting you talk yourself out of it. And she pushed me to go on the balance beam, which was great because, you know, she held my hand for a bit and I never felt like I was scared, but I wasn't like in an unsafe situation. And eventually uh, she let go and I was able to take like a couple steps on the beam and try out a couple things. Um, It was terrifying because it also brought back memories from elementary school where they would just let me fall off the beam onto the ground. Um, But I'm glad I was able to do it and push through it. I think the other thing that I find scary related to blindness is I have a fear of being a burden, which is definitely, we talked about that a little bit in the asking for help um, podcast, but I'm just thinking I'm in a couple of weeks, I'm going to a retreat uh, with my counselor team. So I work with in private practice with this other group of counselors and psychologists, and they don't know me very well because when you work in a counseling office, you kind of go in and you're in your office and you're, you're with your clients all day. You don't really interact with your coworkers very much. And then of course, with COVID, everything's been virtual for the last few years. So I haven't been in the office. So we just connect on Zoom and they never really see me in the world and they don't really know. And I'm the only person who's blind on the team and I'm going to be there for the weekend. And that's kind of scary. Like, I, you know, I'm not sure. I know I'm going to need some help. I'm not familiar with the hotel we're staying at. I'm, I'm possibly, you know, I'm we'll go out for dinner as a group on the Saturday night. And I'm probably would like it if somebody guides me and if somebody reads me the menu and just different things that like, I know I'm going to need help. I'm going to have to ask for help. I want this group of people to see me as a professional and to see me as competent and capable. And, um, that's kind of scary and I'm going to do it because I am brave actually. (laughs) 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 And it's probably going to be fine. And they're very lovely, nice people. Um, But I'm going to have to like the brave part is that I'm going to have to ask for help, even though I don't like doing that. And I'm going to have to 
and I'm going to have to practice that asking for help skill probably quite a bit over the course of that weekend. And that's making me uncomfortable. Do they already know you're blind? Oh yeah. They totally know I'm blind. Um, yeah, absolutely. They do. So, you know, but usually, um, because people bring their spouses and usually my husband comes for the weekend too. And so the, the professional development part of the day where we're just, it's like being at a conference. I don't really need any help once I'm sitting down, I'm just listening to people's lectures. And then he's usually there for the dinner and the social parts, but he won't be there this year. I'll be going on my own. So I'm getting a ride with a couple of them and, you know, but like just checking into my room, somebody's going to have to show me where my room is. Maybe, I don't know. Sometimes there's braille on the hotel rooms. Sometimes there isn't right. Like does the elevator have braille? I don't know. (laughs) Like all these unknowns that will cause me to be a little bit worried, a little bit nervous. You know, as we're talking through all of this, like it is pointing out, there are a lot of aspects of blindness that do require extra effort, extra concentration, extra, maybe like digging deep, um, in, in like just being braced for whatever's coming at you. Like, so, you know, I acknowledge that maybe we've got some harder things, some, some harder things to deal with being Mm -hmm. blind. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, I don't think brave is the thing though. And I guess people also will say you're so amazing, which is kind of the same as you're so inspiring, but it's not really amazing. I don't know. You know, it's like, if you don't have a choice and you just have to get on with life and do the thing, like, what are the, what is the alternative? I guess well, that's kind of. Well, I guess resilient. Would you identify mm, as that? I, I do love that. Yeah. I, I do like being told that I'm resilient and I do yeah. believe that I am. You know, there are like the little tiny things that a lot of people don't need to think about that in every simple situation, like you said, like going on a work retreat or going to a new coffee shop or just going to a new class or something, just little things that a lot of people maybe don't need to consider that we do and we just have to put up with and deal with. Totally. Yeah. As you were saying that, I'm thinking like you're, you're taking a course and you're going to show up for the first time. Everyone else is kind of maybe nervous about the course content and will the teacher be nice and maybe thinking about, you know, I wonder what the other students will be like. And I'm thinking, I sure hope I can find a seat. <laughs> like, or like, I, I hope that my course materials are accessible. Yes. Or like, I hope I that. Find the classroom in general. Yeah, finding the classroom. But I'm all, I, I have this fear of like, I'm the only one standing and everybody's sitting and I'm literally having to walk around and touch every chair <laughs> to find an empty seat. <laughs> like, there's nothing like touching the back of a chair and there's a shoulder there. <laughs> uh, that is scary. Okay. That requires some bravery. <laughs> oh man. Or my high school grad, when I was worried about walking across the stage without tripping, you know, like, I hope I don't walk off the front of the stage. I hope I can walk in a straight line, like these added things that are scary, but it's, it's a fear of embarrassment. It's not 
like it's it's I'm yeah. afraid of being embarrassed well and there's probably incidences with like um like I, I know that there's incidences like my my friends who have sight you know talk about worrying about being you know being clumsy maybe or maybe they're worried about um maybe they have a lot of anxiety so they're worried about the social interactions or I know that um everybody has like a few different fears Our, ours like blindness just presents like these unusual kind of hoops that need to be jumped through and also just like considerations that you know maybe a um there isn't always time for just in the general way that time is laid out often in a in a workplace or a school setting just to to do all the things we have to do yeah for sure so to sum up we are damn brave <laughs> just kidding <laughs> No, I don't know. Are we brave? I mean, are maybe is everyone right? <laughs> yeah. I think it depends. Yeah, I think I think if we think we're brave, we're brave, and if we don't, we don't. And if uh, if a person wants to see me as brave, that's okay. They're allowed to see what they see, and and I I, I understand that there's much more going on than condescension, most likely, or belittling. But um, I guess I just want them to understand, like, maybe why I didn't take so, as kindly as they'd hoped to that comment. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So if, so, if you tell somebody that's blind that they're brave and they react without, you know, seeming very happy about it, just consider that maybe this isn't a time when bravery was required. So is there something that people could say instead of saying you're so brave? Like, is there anything that they could say that would not feel cringy like this? I think like some people say to me, like, I'm really impressed. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's fair mm. <laughs> um, because that's your opinion. That's fair. If you're, you're, you can be impressed if you want. I don't think it's impressive. I think... I would like people to ask me, is it scary taking the bus when you're blind? Ah, instead yep. of saying you're so brave when I'm standing at the bus stop, because then I can, then I can educate. Then I can say, well, actually, no, <laughs> you know, like I've, I take this bus all the time. I know this route. It can be a little bit scary. Maybe if it's a bus I've never taken and I'm not sure where I'm getting off and I, you know, I have to find the address of the place I'm going to when I get there. Like maybe sometimes it is, uh, and it would open the door for me to ask for help if I needed to or whatever, but like, rather than assuming I'm brave, just asking me is, is it scary for you to do this thing? That would open up like a really great dialogue actually. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both for being here for this conversation. I feel like it is very complicated. It's not a simple, straightforward, we are, are either brave or we're not. I think every single one of us is going to have different things that, that scare us, where we do need to find some courage to do. And, you know, what's scary for Keisha is going to be different than what's scary for me, which is going to be different from what's scary for Nika. And so maybe at times we probably are all brave, but 
just probably not the times necessarily that people are telling us we are. Well, thank you for sharing your stories and thoughts with me. Thank you. It was great to be here. Before I leave you, I want to make sure that our Metro Vancouver listeners know about a really exciting event that Blind Beginnings is hosting on Sunday, October 16th. It's our Limitless Beauty Blind Beginnings Fashion Show, sponsored by Canadian Assistive Technology. The event takes place at Jig Space in Vancouver. We have nine models who are blind or partially sighted. Uh, the event is going to be audio described live from Descriptive Video Works, and tickets are $75. It's an exclusive event. There's only 75 tickets available. But if you can't be there in person and you live in British Columbia, you can also purchase 50-50 tickets online and the draw will take place that same day. And you can purchase your tickets at blindbeginnings.ca. So just wanted to get that plug out there. This is a very cool event that we're very excited about. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast with a friend, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.